Bill's joining us this morning, and uh, he's been so gracious to uh, join with us and touch on some subject matter that um, he's familiar with, that is close to his heart, and, and, and is also a challenging piece of subject matter. We know it's not easy. We know it's not um, a, f- a fun discussion. We know it's not a comfortable one, per se. However, this is the reality of some of the life that we face at times. Uh, you know, if you're joining in this morning, maybe you yourself have um, been through divorce or going through divorce, um, or, or you're a product of a family that has gone through divorce. And if we're just honest up front, we can all, we can all say that it's actually no, no portion of it is fun. No portion of it is exciting or joy filled at all. It's actually very, um, very challenging, very difficult topic. However, it is um, part of what happens in life. And if you actually pour over the scriptures and you go back thousands and thousands and thousands of years, um, that topic is still talked about then in the Bible. Uh, and we, we want to still be able to talk about this subject today uh, and, how, and how it affects us and how we deal with it in the church and how we deal with it in our personal lives. Um, but Marie and I, we've personally never gone through that. Although we have had, we've had family members who have walked through that uh, and we've experienced the closeness of it. However, we don't have that intimacy there uh, of ones that have been through it personally ourselves. And so we, we know that it's uh, unwise to talk about subject matter that um, we are not intimate with. And so we wanted to bring somebody on um, that has walked through this a bit. Yeah, unfortunately. Go, Bill. Oh. Hey, Bill. Everyone's giving Bill a good it's round of applause. We are. You guys are too nice you know to know what? me. Actually, oh. you know what? Just, just a quick starter, Bill. It is really great to see you yeah. this morning. Oh. I'm so happy to have you here with yeah. us this morning. Thanks. Uh, and thank you for being gracious enough to come and speak with us. It's really, really nice to be here. Yeah. Really grateful that you guys invited me. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's been a great uh, run. Yeah. It's been that's, a great run that's since been a great I've been here. You know, and yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I mean, there's this long story, and I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But um, thanks so much. I just want to say good. a big shout-out to Amy Bell as well. Amy right. was going to be on our panel this morning, and again, because of changing things, we we had this limit of people, and Bill's already on the worship team, and so we had to figure out um, how we were going to get down to 10 people this morning. So uh, maybe well, at some point in the next few years, we'll get to have another conversation. A few years. Well, sometime in the next like little oh, while, seems right? Like a long time. I know. I'm just saying. I'm, at some point, I'm hoping <laughs> that we get to hear Amy's experience as well with I this topic. Hope. I hope so as well. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just not this morning. But we get to hear Bill, so you get to speak for every divorced person out <sighs> oh, there. Boy. Um, oh boy, Bill. <laughs> so hey, hang on. I don't know I'm just about kidding. That. <laughs> to to, to, to lighten things you. up quickly before Ooh. we start, Bill. This is this is actually very important. Now, um, Bill, uh, you speak Russian, correct? Yeah. 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 Mi- microphone, microphone, bring it up. Yeah, 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 I do, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. there's a gentleman who, who tunes in with us. His name is Bill Mailoff. His wife is Katie. They are wonderful folks. And Bill always greets me in Russian. But uh, since you're with us and you can speak Russian, why don't you greet Bill this morning? Hey, Bill. Uh, I greet you Jesus Christ. Смиром Божьим я верю, что сегодня будет очень хороший день, хороший день, потому что Иисус жив, и я очень рад поэтому, поэтому я спасибо, приветствую. Ah, спасибо. That's thank you, right? Yes, oh, that's a, oh. yeah. Bill, thank you. That is awesome. I appreciate that. And, yeah. you know, for all of our other uh, Russian and Dukabor speaking folks that are tuning in this morning, <laughs> uh, may you be blessed this morning as well. We love you guys. Okay. So go for it, honey. <coughs> On that note, I'm not <laughs> coughing because of anything else other than I have a frog in my throat. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Oh, no. Um, okay. So 
I want to start off this conversation by saying that um, we're not going to get into everything this morning that the scripture says. We're not going to unpack even a whole lot of what scripture says on this topic. We're really going to have a conversation about um, the experience of walking through it and what that was like for you and with the church and what the church could have done better and how they they could have come alongside you, all those pieces. So I'm going to just touch on a few of, of scriptures this morning, and then I'm hoping that you will go and do some research on your own. I want to start by saying that um, as New Life, we hold the sanctity of marriage at very high regard, and I know Bill does as well. And so um, we believe that it is a covenant that you are making with another person, that it is not something to be taken lightly, that it is not something that can be broken lightly. And so through this conversation this morning, I want you to keep in mind that that our stance as a church is that m- marriage is important. It is given to us by God for a purpose and for a reason that the actual relationship between um, Christ and the church is that of a marriage. And so we hold that at very high regard. But on the other side, um, sometimes we have not understood the grace that is needed in this topic and that things aren't as black and white as we might like to think they are. So there are two cases that that traditionally the church has held for reasons for divorce. One of them is adultery. The other one is desertion. So some one party has left the marriage and, and does not want to reconcile. And so those are the places where we can clearly see in scripture, yep, you know, if a divorce certificate is given, here's where we see it. It can be given. Now, um, does that mean that God doesn't want to even reconcile those relationships? Well, no, I think, of course, his heart always is reconciliation. Uh, But there are times when that may not be what can be done out of any control of our own. Yeah, that's the reality. You know, sometimes there are situations or circumstances that unfold um, where humanistically speaking, we we as just people do not have the capacity or the capability to move on from hurts that have been caused or, or um, things that have occurred. And it, it's so challenging. Uh, and even though it may not be a part of God's perfect plan for our lives, there are allowances that God gives, even, um, I guess, in order to be able to address the sake that we simply are not divine in nature. We don't have the ability to um, move past certain things. That being said, um, we've, Marie and I, over the years, have watched some incredible circumstances where um, very, very horrible and hellish um, circumstances have actually come out on the other side to be quite an incredible blessing and a joy uh, because of the grace of God and mutual surrender to God's work and his ministry in the couple's lives. And there has been uh, incredible joy on the other side of that. Uh, Conversely, we've also seen very simple matters be the cause of breakup over marriage uh, where there has not been a mutual surrendering to God uh, a mutual surrender and care for the other per, the other party, uh, and, and and sadly, unfortunately, people do have to go their separate ways. And so we recognize very deeply that there are many circumstances that lead to um, the end of a marriage or the breakup of a marriage, and they are heartbreaking and sorrowful. However, we do we do firmly believe that when both parties endeavor to go to the Lord, to surrender their hearts to him, to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit, we do know that the Lord can take any circumstance or situation and bring healing and restoration and actually more joy uh, and, and uh, betterment on the other side however that takes surrender from both parties um, before the Lord and that's crucial here 
That is crucial. It's crucial to understand that there's two parties in a marriage and yeah. two human beings that both have to be willing to work towards what God's intention is. Mm. And, and if there isn't that, then you can't control someone else's behavior and what mm. they choose to do. So there's two passages in Scripture. I just want to quickly give you them. Matthew 5, 31 to 32 uh, talks about where Jesus is talking about adultery and um, divorce and adultery. The second passage, which I'm going to read this morning, is 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, verses 12 to 15. That's 1 Corinthians 7, 12 to 15. It says this. Uh, Paul's talking, he's writing to a church, and he's talking about marriage here. He says, to the rest I say this, I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and through his believing or yeah has been sanctified through her believing husband otherwise your children would be unclean but as it is they are holy verse 15 but if the unbeliever leaves let him do so a believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances god has called us to live in peace there is this, this phrase in there. It says, um, is not bound in such circumstances. I'm not going to unpack it completely. There's a gentleman named Wayne, um, Wayne Grudem. Wayne Grudem. Yeah. And he does a really good job. You can go and you can look it up and, and see how he unpacks this phrase in such circumstances. It's actually the only place in all of scripture that you see that phrasing. And so you really have to look to uh, extra biblical text to understand the context of that phrase and how it would have been used in their language of the day. Yeah, and so just to, just to establish that extra biblical text, we're not saying that you go outside of the Bible for your truth. However, what's really cool is that you can look to extra biblical texts that were written in those time frames that the Bible was written to help you understand culture, context, language, the mechanics of the language, uh, and help you understand what is being said or spoken or um, what is being conveyed in certain wording. So it's really cool to be able to look to ancient texts to understand um, the meaning and the structure of the Bible as far as its mechanics are concerned. Absolutely. And so I want to uh, um, just reiterate at the beginning, we're not necessarily saying what our stance is as a whole. We just want you to understand that things aren't as black and white as we might like to think they are sometimes. Yeah. I and think I traditionally they have always been black and white. It's this or it's that. And sometimes there is this gray that becomes something we have to wrestle with. And we're just going to kind of give you some tools to go back and to read uh, some context and some some different people's opinions on this to really wrestle with those topics and see where you land. Yeah, and, and, and the reality is is that we're dealing with things that are exception, not rule, okay? And so when we look at portions of Scripture that are dealing with this subject matter, uh, we again, we are dealing with exception, not the rule. And so, God, again, in God's perfect plan, in His order, should we choose to surrender to Him and follow Him and walk in His will and His ways, uh, we wouldn't have to deal with these things. However, we live in a world that's broken. Uh, we live in a world where multiple parties come together and we have the effects of those things, whether it's past or present situations. Um, that actually, you know, take a toll on uh, on a circumstance, and so we we have to take into account the reality that things are are outside, sometimes outside of the spectrum of what God would choose best for our circumstances. Yeah. So again, Wayne Grudem, he unpacks this phrase really, really well. He he kind of brings it to light of maybe there's some gray in seasons of what does the word desertion mean, first of all. 
And the second piece is, what does it mean when it says in such circumstances? And does that leave room for um, cases of abuse, of child abuse, of addictions when there is pornography addictions, when there's gambling addictions? And again, the other party isn't willing to deal with that issue. Yeah. They, they are not seeing it as an issue that they're willing to deal with. And what does that mean for the party that is striving after a relationship with Jesus, but also trying to figure out what to do with their marriage? And so um, we're going to leave that piece at that. I encourage you to go through and read some of those texts. Wayne Grew I can send you other people as well, but he, he does a really good job with this, and so it's a good um, text to read through and kind of look and see, okay, is there some gray here, some area where maybe we, we can't put these things into boxes? Again, I don't think any of us sitting up here would say that you leave a marriage lightly. You leave a marriage because yeah. you just can't get along. Like, that is not what we are saying. No, it is you hold marriage at high regard, but that there is this space for... Um, for mess because we're humans yeah. that, that bring mess with us and our partners bring mess with them. And what does that mean? Yeah. Do you have the anything to add to that before we get into our questions? Yeah, no, just the, the, po the whole goal of today is to, is to remember that, um, you know, the church, us, us, the church, um, we, we live in the world. Sure, because of the nature of Christ, we are not of the world. Uh, the church is not of the world. However, we are in the world, and we deal with brokenness. We deal with mess. We deal with challenge. Uh, and sometimes, historically, the way that the church has approached these things, you know, like phrases like cleanliness is next to godliness, and um, God helps those who help their, themselves. These are all second opinions, chapter nowhere. These things don't exist. Um, but the reality is, is that we have these, these fanciful thoughts about the, the cut and dry, clean cases for Christianity and how the church ought to be. But the reality is, is that we actually go into dark places, the messy places. Um, Jesus was known to be a friend of sinners. He hung out with prostitutes. He was going into the areas where the tax collectors spent their times. He was hanging out at parties, so much so that he even uh, denied spending time with his own mother because he would rather go and spend time with people at the party. And so there's the reality of what's in the scripture versus what we like to think is the cleanliness of the gospel. And the reality is that the gospel message uh, interferes with our thought of what structure and order ought to be. And so we want to help the church be able to have these challenging conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, but furthermore, we want to help the church be able to recognize that we have broken people in our midst and we are called to love them. We are called to be light to them in the midst of their darkness. We are called to go into those dark places and we are called to see people redeemed and saved and set free where where they used to be on a path of destruction or they were headed down a road of brokenness and we are called to minister to them in such a way that Jesus comes into their lives and sets them free and restores them where they no longer are bound by their past but instead they have a bright future because of Christ Jesus uh okay yeah. so we're gonna get into um some questions. Okay, Bill. Hey, Bill, Bill. Give us a check, check. Hey, here we are. I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm still here. Okay. I'm here. I'm, I'm happy to okay. be here. Okay. This is Good. great. You know, what, everybody, this is you know in the comment section, yeah. why don't you say congrats, Bill? Good job, Bill. Uh, this is new for Bill. Um, even though Bill has been all over the world and he's done some missions work, Bill has preached before. For a different day. Well, Bill has preached time. all over the globe. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, Bill, how long have you been a part of New Life here? Uh, over three years now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to go into that right now, I can tell you, well, I had been searching for a church that was kind of like, you know, going to accept me, uh, who I am, you know, like there's, I, I'll be honest with you, you, you get, you get kind of beat up by the church people at certain times when you're 
the word divorced, right? People just think that that's just one of the unpardonable sins and one of the things that, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's quite a, you know, sad thing when that happens, you know, and you go someplace and then they start asking you questions and uh, what's happening? Well, divorce, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, and you get that look, but uh, it never happened here. Like I remember the first day that I came here, I was sitting back over there and, you know, just taking it in and enjoying and good message, good worship and, you know, I was just thinking, wow, this is great. And uh, just getting ready to leave after service. And I, I turn around, and here's, here comes James, just big smile on his face. He walks right up to me. Hi, I'm James. What's your name? Bill. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you, Bill. And I say, where, where are you from? And I moved here for work and all that. And, and everything was going on. And he's like, hey, let's get together, talk. And like I said, that started the whole conversation of what, you know, what's really accepted. And, what's, and, you, and I sensed right away that there was uh, love and acceptance and and that was that changed everything for me because you know like I said there's there's probably maybe there's a christian out there right now or someone who's a believer who's who's struggling with this whole thing about divorce and you know they feel like you know sometimes it's almost like you're a leper you know you, nobody wants to be around you you're in the church they ain't going to give you a place to to do anything you know you're just kind of going to have to if you sit in the back corner you know it'll be fine and but it's not the case here, and I really am grateful for that. I think, and I think there's a few other people who are grateful for that too. So, anyway, what was the question? No, that <laughs> was that was great. No, you got that me, was great. you got me rolling there. That was so, great. I Bill, wanted no, to. No, I'm going to roll. Bill, so. so next Sunday, Bill's preaching. <laughs> oh, no, boy. it was great. Well, we geez. wanted to, we wanted Let's to give you some point. like yeah. some yeah. intro into this. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I wanted. It's just people to kind of get where yeah. you, how you yeah. ended up here. So yeah, our first yeah. question. Thanks. Um. Uh. So. What internal faith challenges did you experience mm -hmm. in your early stages of your separation? Well, you know, it, a marriage is 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 very, very, very. For me, it was it was a li for life. It was something I never expected that things were going to happen, right? And I never expected the way it went down and everything was. That. But but things happen, you know. People make choices. People do what they're going to do, and and you're left with this trauma you're left with this shock I kind of went through that same cycle of of grief and loss you know like somebody was in my life and no longer there and family and kids and all that stuff involved and I was like well I questioned a lot I was asking God why you know why did this all happen you know can, can you can you turn it around can you help us out and and and, and there really wasn't going to be a, a reconciliation it came out too and, and so I was like feeling challenged you know my faith was challenged that you know like okay this has happened now what are you going to do about it like are you going to still hang on to God are you going to still like move on or are you going to and so there was I would say that wavering moment I think about the story in the Bible when Jesus the disciples were in the boat and they were going across the, the sea and uh, and the and the storm came right and all of a sudden, where is Jesus? He's not even here. And they're freaking out. And all of a sudden, they look off, and they see Jesus. Mm. And he's coming towards them, right? So he's coming towards them, and he gets in the boat. With, he calms the sea, and he calms it, and he comes down. I was like, that's how life gets sometimes. You're in this rough, rocky, windy, terrible, all this torment and tra you know, tragedy come in your life. And, and, and the only, I'll, be I'll tell you, the only person who can really help you through that is the Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's what I'm. That's my testimony with mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so I mean, uh, this isn't on the list here, but just to just to touch on that a bit, like, uh, so you, I mean, I like that picture that you're painting of being of you know the disciples there out at the sea. Things are chaos, and they probably feel like that's it. Like there is nothing else going on. They're they're getting ready to meet their maker effectively because they know that it is not going to be okay. I'm sure maybe maybe this isn't correct, but but perhaps did you have those those moments in the midst of when your life was being torn apart like that uh, and think and, and you couldn't even tell up from down did you feel like that was it like you didn't know how to go yeah, on anymore yeah I did I had I had quite a few moments like that I'll be honest with you you know it was never an easy thing in the sense it never it never was a great experience you know some people I guess have experiences where you know things are turn out really good for me it was never that way I was uh, I, I was really reaching out and for help mm-hmm. and and, and, and I, at the same time I felt like life had come to an end like torn apart marriage the family all that yeah, yeah so all of your foundation that you yeah. thought was there was just completely upended exactly yeah, but yeah. but and you didn't really have I mean for you you just had nothing else to hang on to except for the hope of Christ that's it's, it that's pretty much yeah, yeah. interesting okay that's that's no that's really good I appreciate you sharing that because that can be uh, that can be hellish truly and, you, and I went through counseling with yeah. a, you know and I went through all that it's not like we didn't you know I didn't go any of that route like you know went through a couple of counselings and all that stuff and it wasn't going to be resolved so I was kind of like you know wondering well where's what, this going like to go now what yeah yeah okay so okay no that's good thanks for sharing that so uh, do you want do you want to ask this next one or can I go for it? Okay, so next one I guess is, did your faith remain intact through this process, or was was there a lot of uh, ups and downs? Um, and where do you feel like you're at today? Now I know we kind of ad- addressed a little bit of that already, um, where you did have your ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But did you have moments where your where like your faith was wiped, like you had nothing left, or, um, or or you felt like at the end of it? And then also, where do you feel that you're at today with everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, there was times when I was at rock bottom thinking okay. to myself that this is not, you know, life is, is terrible, you know, and I, I don't know how much, like, how much more I can take of all this, you know, pain and sorrow and, and, you know, just all that was going on. And, and I know that at those darkest times of my life, the darkest moments of my life, uh, I, I put my hand up and, in, in, you know, metaphorically, I put my hand up and said, God, help. Mm. And, and he came and and so so yeah but that was quite a time ago and here we are now and and i'm in a good place you know i'm 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 doing well you know i think you know i mean uh, i feel like i, I think I, I think things have gone you know the way they're gonna go and 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 that is the past you know, i mean we're supposed to forget i mean not forget but we're supposed to uh forgetting what's behind us and pressing forward you know in god you know and, and that's kind of where i'm at right now that's it's things are going good that way you know that's good. That's really good. Um, it's interesting because, like, th- there's so many more questions that I have f- for Bill. There's so many questions, more questions I have for you than than what we've got on the list here. And I think there's, uh, I I don't think I know that there are so many of you who are watching today who have gone through this or are in the middle of it, uh, and you're wrestling right now, and you don't exactly know what what is up or down. Um, and, and I want you to know that what you are feeling, the things that you're feeling are real. I think, Bill, you probably recognize that. Like, the things that you were feeling at that time yeah. were real things. Those were real to you, even though they might not be, yeah. um, that might not be what defines you, those things that you were feeling were real yeah. and probably horrible at times. So, I guess a, a question that isn't on this list, and you don't have to go along into it, but um, I want to ask you is, um, is forgiveness and life after divorce possible? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I had to do that. I, I had to I had to come to a point where in my life where I realized, you know, um, you can you can go and try and analyze how it happened, why it happened. And, 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 and you can realize, well, maybe it was, you know, like whose fault was it or whatever. Uh, I don't think there's ever a mutual <laughs> tearing apart. I don't mm -hmm. think there is. You know, like I say, a heart never breaks equal in two, right? So mm -hmm. it's always that way. However, uh, it was like the Lord was speaking to me one time. I, I, he was like, you know, um, and it's like one of the scriptures that I really uh, sometimes I, I look at and I think about. It. It's about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And it's like that. There's a parable in the story, and I'm just going to paraphrase, and I'll oh, probably be wrong. You can do it. Yeah, it's okay. So anyway, that's the story where there was this uh, there was this king, and there was this man who came uh, who was working for the king, and he owed the king, uh, I think it was 50 barrels of gold or something. It was an like extreme amount of money. So, and, and he says, I don't have it. And he, he, and he, and he begged the king, please. Please, please let me off the hook. You know, I, I really need, I can't, I can never pay you back. Mm -hmm. and, and, and eventually the king said, okay. And he wrote off his debt. And, and then the story goes where he walks out and he sees some guy that he owes, that owes him money, like 20 bucks, right? Not a lot of money, you know? And he says, hey, come over here. I need that money that you owe me. And the guy's like, I don't have it. Mm. And he's like, I want it now. And he says, like, I don't have it. And he's like, well, he puts him in, gets him put in jail until he's going to pay it back mm. and people saw this whole event and they and they went to him went to the king and said this is what this guy just did i mean you forgave this guy this huge debt and he won't forgive somebody else so he calls him in and he tells him you know like this is what you did and he says well yeah i did that and says like, okay now you're going to go to jail mm. and uh, so the whole story is basically about you owe a debt that you can't pay and you're going to the king and you're going to ask him for forgiveness, but you're not willing to forgive somebody else. Mm. And that, you know, speaks to me about unforgiveness. Mm. You know, if you're willing to, I mean, you want God to forgive you of all the sin, you know, and we all are guilty. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I, I, I'm no exception. And so here I am, I'm saying, God, okay, I forgive my partner, my mm -hmm. ex, you know. I forgive and I release forgiveness mm. and I want nothing but the best mm. for that person. I want that person to grow. I want them to, to find, you know, have a great life, you know, and I'm not going to be part of it, but I want them to go. And what a release that huh. is in your life when you just let that go. And you, it may not be a one-time event. It may be that you're going to have to remind moment yourself, no, no, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. Yeah. And that's been like that too with me. So I, I tell you that, that that's... Uh, that's important. And you can, you can, it's not impossible to forgive someone. Mm -hmm. And especially if you look and you think, Oh, how much has God forgiven me? Like, Absolutely. How, could I not, how could I not forgive yeah. somebody else? That's huge. So, that's huge. And then though. you can move on and then you yeah. can move on. I think it's really good. That's really actually. Good. Um, Cause often we think of forgiveness. Like I like that you touched on that. We think of forgiveness as being a moment in time. And sometimes it, it's not. It is a journey. Forgiveness is a journey you're on. Yeah. And so it's that reminding yourself, no, I choose to forgive that mm -hmm. person. Like I choose to, to move forward. I choose to, you know, continually do that. That things will rise that will bring up that, that insecurity, will bring yeah. up that pain, will bring up. And then you have to bring it back to God. And I think sometimes people think, oh, I thought I already dealt with this. I thought I already forgave them. And you may have. Like, it doesn't mean you haven't. It just means mm -hmm. that different circumstances bring up different pieces that you might have right. to work through and forgive again. And, and that forgiveness is a journey and not necessarily 
a, uh, a destination. Because uh, I'm assuming that, that the fir- when you realized you needed to forgive, that that didn't just happen instantaneously no, for you. No, no. No, that that was a journey. It was part of the journey. It was part of God getting me to that place where I was like, you know what, acknowledging, like, hey, you're not perfect, you know, and you should forgive, and, and, and you know, and, and how many times should you forgive? I mean, Jesus was to ask that question, yeah. you know, and he says, seven times? No, 70 times seven, you know, yeah. like there's yeah. multiple times, yeah. and that's not easy. Oh, yeah, we're human, and we, we want to we hold on to things. We want to say, you know, I have, a, I got, you know, I got uh, mistreated, or I got, you know, I, I want to be, I want justice. That's yeah. our need. We feel like an inherent need to have justice for what happened to us. We want to stay the victim. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. We want to yeah. stay the victim yeah. because it's easier that way yeah. instead of actually overcoming it and growing on from that. That's, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. That's true because... God has, when he comes into your life and he ministers to you and changes you, and you start that journey of not only reconciliation, but restoration, mm-hmm. redemption, repurposing yeah. because of the work of Jesus, it's amazing to see how how crippled we can be when we refuse to let go of what we used to be or where we used to come from yeah, or what, right. what had gone on in the past. And what, when we relinquish those things and we, we set our pride to the side or we, we realize that we are no longer victims, however, because of Christ, we are victors. Um, there's something that changes and there's a confidence that comes from that. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we want to almost like it's almost like it's a weird it's a weird illness we almost want to remain in the in the disease we want to remain in that sickness um because maybe that's all we've known is our identity rather than knowing our identity is in jesus and what he's done for us and so i think like you know that's really good i think there's there's part of that 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 comes into uh, you know another thought i had here is um you know advice for those that are struggling and also wondering where does your hope and your joy come from in these times is I think I think you hit the nail on the head is, is being able to forgive and surrender, but also stepping beyond what's behind you and moving forward to your goals that are heavenward in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. moving forward to, to who God has called you to be uh, and, and allowing him to speak the truth of your identity into your life rather than you adopting your identity from what the world now says you should be. Yeah, and I guess, you, and you know, um, I know a bit of your journey, and so, there, you know, you would never be able to walk out the giftings, callings, the things that God has put in you if you didn't first realize that I need to be able to forgive and leave what's in the past in the past. Yeah. So you don't get to move forward until mm-hmm. you actually can start saying, okay, that's in my rearview mirror, and um, I'm moving forward. So we have a couple more questions mm-hmm. for you as okay. we finish up here. Yeah. Um, and I want to jump to, uh, I want to end on a good note. So we're going to ask you the other one first. What did the church do poorly? Because you were a believer at the time. Oh, yeah. Right? You were involved yeah. in a church at the time. Mm-hmm. And so what did the church do? Not a specific church, just the general church. What did the church do poorly in that season for you? So we're talking about the local church that yeah, I was maybe attending. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, people are people. And, and not everybody can see everything uh, through the Bible or can see. And so uh, they Or t- even in your home. They, right? Yeah. They're not they, there. They're, they took there was a side taken right somebody felt like they needed to take a side mm-hmm. and so that was pretty painful when all of a sudden you're involved and, and it's like all of a sudden you're no longer involved you're you're kind of pushed out mm-hmm. so it was that's how I felt with my situation it was that it was I didn't really you know have a place anymore so I kind of like was uh pushed out mm-hmm. and so yeah I think that was the thing is that instead of um Instead of getting together and and getting everyone involved and trying to trying to work out reconciliation or something, 
And I did say we went through some counseling and stuff, but it didn't seem to, wasn't going to come to that conclusion to that point where, so I was like, well, I think that's maybe what it, where they, you know, and then so all of a sudden, well, you're not, um, you're not welcome here anymore. So, mm. <laughs> you know, so yeah, don't, you know, so don't come around. So yeah. That that's unfortunate because you know I even look at the Bible and it's like you know pretty much Jesus the the problems he had were with the religious people mm. the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all and they kept coming at him and giving him all this you know like hey what's what do you think about this what do you think about trying to trap him trying to make him you know look bad trying to do that and 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 I think mm, I don't want to I don't want to judge and and forgive me for that but it's like there's sometimes people who have this mindset that they understand God's will and they know the Bible well and they say like, well. You know, now you're now you're like a leper. Like you're no longer you're you're unclean, right? You can't be part of this whole yeah thing. So so really, you'd say like that for you that piece at the beginning, that part that the church did poorly was just um, uh, you felt pushed away, ostracized, um, and that uh, maybe the church on a broader s scope didn't do a great job of bringing everyone together for with the heart of reconciliation. Right. Instead, they chose sides too quickly and, and uh, um, right. maybe made that whole process even more difficult. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So we want to end here, okay, with yeah. this question. Mm -hmm. What did the church or what has the church done well? Yeah. So in your journey, what would you say was the, you know, some of the things that the church has done well to help you heal and move on and grow um and move forward with your relationship with Christ. Well, I, I think that uh, the real the real thing that really impacted my life was the the the, the church that uh, loved and accepted. You know, like, like that's the message of Jesus. Like he loves and he loved and accepted. Like you were saying in the beginning, you know, he went out and and was with people who had a bad life and it was you know messy sinners. You want to call them? Yeah. It's like that's who he went for, and so. You know the the good part of the church that I enjoy that I that I was you know felt that helped me was the acceptance like you know what you know you're messy you know maybe you got some issues or whatever but but come on in and let's let's get healed and let's get moving on together in this whole journey right mm -hmm. and that's what happened like I told I told everybody here in the beginning is that you guys did that with me and I'm not the only one but. That kind of church is what we want to be. I think that's what we want. I think that's what God wants because he gave us the message of reconciliation. He oh, gave yeah. us that whole, you know, that's what our, we're called to. You know, we're called to be, you know, helping the needy, lifting up the, the poor and needy, lifting up the, the wounded people. And, and, you know, that's if we can do that as a church, then I don't think there's anything more you could do. And that's what happened to me. And that's where that's why I'm here today. I'm able to be here and and to move on with some of that is because you know there's like people like yourselves and the church and I I got buddies and I got friends now and I, you know I got people I can talk to and and you know like where you know which is yeah. good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. it is good. Praise so you God. so you feel like you know even in the midst of that something that the church has done well is that um, you've been brought in, adopted in. Yeah, um, part of the family. Yes, and able to have purpose as you move forward in your faith. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's right. really cool. That's right. That's really good, Bill. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, uh, folks, I you know just if you could just join me in thanking Bill you know, in the comment <laughs> section, just give him a big thanks. Uh, yeah, thank you, worship team. Thanks, um, everybody. Bill, I know this is this is I know this is an easy subject matter. Yeah, and this is uh, I remember that when we first met a few years ago. 
you, uh, one of the things that you first said when we were having coffee over at, at uh, Crumbs there, you said, uh, you know, um, maybe one day I'll be ready to talk about it. <laughs> and, uh, and so one day is today, there which is, is really yeah. cool. Look and I know, hey, look at that. I know, right? And I knew it was, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So you yeah. see God's plan of restoration sometimes go. doesn't look like the way we think it's no, going to look. No, it never but does. But it's still restoration. It never does. Yeah. Yeah. And the end result is what really matters. Yeah, is that you're yeah yeah you're gonna get healthy and get absolutely get right. that is that is the number one goal is that um, health healing restoration redemption being able to walk forward in surrender to Jesus and trusting in Him uh, because when we experience divorce or when divorce occurs it affects our understanding of the intimacy of the relationship that we have with Jesus uh, because Christ, uh, the church is the bride of Christ and so when there is that separation that happens in in our real life marriages and relationships the effect that that can have on our spiritual understanding of God and his church uh, is profound and it can actually be quite damning and so what we what we love to be able to do and what we endeavor to do is to bring people in uh, build them up and send them out and so Bill it's been such a, a wonderful journey to be able to watch yeah. you come in and and experience restoration and healing have a family you're part of I mean you you are really close with uh, with Josh and the rest of the team and it's so amazing to see you be able to serve in that capacity and also knowing how God has uh, addressed your heart and worked in your heart uh, and worked with yeah. your stuff and brought you closer to him over the right. years and, and I just love that the journey that Bill's on is a journey that we are all on we are on a journey of surrender to Jesus uh, and trusting in right. him and it takes time so it's been a three years now Bill yeah, yeah. since you've been here three good uh, years. it's been three good years and it's been three years of um, God building you up to the place where you can talk now about a hard topic, yeah, yeah, couldn't have which is amazing. About it before, yeah, yeah, which I think is beautiful. And so, if you're on this journey, remember it, it takes time, and there's no shame in that because uh, time is the great truth teller. And God does incredible work as we see time around us elapse. He doesn't care so much about the time. He cares about our hearts. And so when you're in a place of surrender to him and, and just giving your heart to him, you can trust and know that he won't break it. Uh, he is simply going to bring you to himself. Uh, and that means that maybe some stuff gets left in the past, and that's okay. Uh, but he has a better future for you, just like he has a better future for Bill, uh, for Marie and myself, for, for all the rest of you tuning in. He has a great and bright future for you Amen. in his name through his work. So trust in Jesus today and know that it is, is it is going to be okay. It's great. So we're going to um, hand it off to the worship team. We're going to end with a song of worship. Just know that you as a church are in our prayers this week. Um, whatever we can do to, yeah, we're going to let Bill go and join his team. <laughs> thanks, Bill. Um, thanks, Bill. Again, we just want to, uh, yeah, let you know. Church, you're in our prayers as this ever-changing times. Uh, also remember those that are lonely and maybe alone right now. Would we just make sure we keep them in our thoughts and our prayers, pick up the phone, call them, check in on them, because uh, this is a difficult season for them. But God is still on the throne. Yeah. Uh, he is still good. Yeah. In spite of all that, as we've heard from Bill this morning, that yeah. when you cling to Jesus, all things can work together for good. Absolutely. Amen. So bless you guys. Have a wonderful week this week.